If you want a great conversation with a Philadelphia sports figure you should know more about, listen to One on One with Matt Leon on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. We've been in a weird economic moment for quite some time now, you could argue, since the beginning of the pandemic. A lot of indicators on the surface seem to contradict one another. For instance, consumer confidence has been down, but people still seem to be spending money, and the most recent retail sales figures for the country were up. We wanted to dig into all this, so we caught up with Dr. Megan Pierce. She is an associate professor of marketing at LaSalle University. I would just kind of like to start just kind of getting an overarching thought from you on kind of what you think of this economic moment we're in, because I feel like as a layman, we're getting all these indicators that aren't just kind of disconnected, but almost seem to be going in completely opposite directions. You know, labor market's great. You know, we saw retail sales go up, but then consumer confidence, consumer sentiment have been going down. There seems to be a doom and gloom attitude towards the economy, but a lot of the metrics seem to be better than that. How would you kind of categorize it? Yeah, you're absolutely right, Matt. There's sort of some mixed messaging going on in our economy, and it seems to be a very confusing time. The consumer confidence index has been going down, and there's been a lot of media attention surrounding the fact that the consumer confidence indexes is decreasing and people are very concerned. What happens when the consumer confidence index decreases is that consumers generally decrease their intentions to purchase big ticket items like cars, houses, major appliances, things of that nature. And so that's what the consumer confidence index is really sort of showing us is that people are starting to think about, hey, in the future, I might not feel super confident about spending on those big ticket items. At the same time, we see some media messages talking about how spending is booming and how things are doing great. And there's some of that that's going on. People are spending more in some areas. However, remember that our prices have gone up a lot. Inflation is up um, 9%. That is one of the factors that is increasing sort of this messaging on uh, consumer spending increasing. So we've got, you know, high gas prices, we've got high food uh, costs, and those are a lot of the things that the people are spending more money on that they have to be buying. And that's sort of hurting people in, in lots of ways. And some people are being hurt more than others. People who are of a lower income certainly are disproportionately impacted by those those higher inflation prices. The other thing that happens is that when we're talking about this increase of spending that we're seeing in, in the media is that sometimes when it's reported in the headlines, it's not adjusted for it, that, that inflation. So it is a little bit of a mixed message. Consumer confidence seems to be going down, but spending's going up. Um, and so there's this sort of tension in, in the media saying, it's this weird time. But if you adjust uh, the spending for inflation, actually spending has gone down just a little bit in in recent months. Can you give me the difference between consumer confidence and consumer sentiment? Is it two sides of the same coin or are they kind of looking at different things? The consumer confidence index is a measure that is collected by a, a particular bureau. They collect it every month. 
uh, and it's been tracking for sort of decades. And really what it is, it's about how people feel about the economy. They ask, I think it's five questions to a, a pretty large uh, group of people each uh, month. And if that number ends up being over 100, then it seems that uh, consumers have this positive attitude towards the economy. And again, usually that's about, you know, not just their current feeling about the economy, but how they feel about the economy in the next six months. And if that number ends up being below 100, which it is now, I think it's about 95 in the 95 range, that means that consumers have a pessimistic outlook on the economy currently and for the next six months. There is another measure that's collected uh, by, I think it's the University of Michigan. That one includes a little bit more about focus on inflation, whereas the Consumer Confidence uh, Index also thinks about the labor market. So one of the things that is happening right now is we feel pretty good about the labor market. You know, you know, uh, people have jobs for now. And so people are feeling, you know, okay about that. And so that consumer confidence index, while it's below 100, it's not super, super low. It is one of the lowest rates in our sort of recent history. But I think part of that is also driven by the fact that we're feeling okay about the current labor market. Consumer sentiment can can be about how I feel about in my my pocket. So I feel good right now that you know I'm earning my income, I have a job, but inflation is going up, and you know it's starting to hit my uh, pocket even harder. I don't know about you, but I know a lot of uh, people in my community have not received cost of living adjustments in in recent years, and even if they have. It's not consistent with the uh, increases of inflation, and so it almost feels like a pay cut. And so the consumer sentiment can also sort of think about how do I feel about my financial situation now and for you know the next year. Uh, so that's what sentiment is uh, as contrasted with a consumer confidence index. This is the first time in my adult lifetime that inflation has been something that's been front and center. I mean, you've got to go back to the early '80s, I think. Before the last time we really had this is the fact that it's been so long. Is that having more of an effect because this is a new experience for just about everybody from a, a day-to-day standpoint that yes, prices go up, but it's been, you know, three decades. It's been a generation since we've seen this and it's spooking people even more. There could be something to that, you know, but if you also think about it, minimum wage has been stagnant for decades too. So there's a lot of things that have sort of not changed uh, in that, in that period. You know, we also have this strange confluence of events that's happened, that's happened in, in, in past years, right? So we have, you know, we've just still experiencing pandemic and we're also coming off of sort of some major restrictions based off of that pandemic. People, you know, sort of felt like they missed out on on living in the last two years. And so sometimes, even though we're experiencing this inflation for the people who have a little bit more in savings, so middle income and upper income people, they're like, you know what, I'm I'm paying more at the pump, I'm paying more at the grocery store, I'm paying more at restaurants and for vacations, but I haven't had a vacation in two years. So you know what, I'm just going to do it because who knows what's going to happen next year. And uh, I need to live life, right? So I think we're seeing a little bit of that, too. We need to take a break. We will have more with Dr. Megan Pierce right after this. This is KYW News Radio In-Depth. And we are back continuing our conversation on KYW News Radio In-Depth with LaSalle University's Dr. Megan Pierce. 
you talked earlier about inflation, and that's you know kind of a big reason why we're seeing more spending. Uh, I know the last time we got retail sales numbers, I think they were up one percent, which was higher than people thought. I believe that was for June. We haven't gotten, as we're speaking, we haven't gotten the July numbers back. Is a lot of the increase in retail sales is that inflation driven? You think where the money they took in went up, but it's just paying more for the same things? Yes, uh, that's that's a lot of it. So one of the things that's driving uh, the increase in retail sales is the inflation. We're paying more for for the same things that we were you know buying earlier. The other thing that's happening is there has been, have also been some reports um, from the New York Times, and there was a survey done by Digital.com that said some corporations, usually the larger ones, are are sort of benefiting from this moment of oh prices are going up, so we're also going to increase our prices, and some of that is to drive profits. So while you know, more of the small to medium-sized businesses have to raise prices because they're just really getting hit with supply chain issues, with labor costs. Some of the other bigger corporations are benefiting from this moment of price increase and and sort of hiding that among the guise of, of inflation. So there's a little bit of that going on too. And I mean, overall, and I'm painting with a broad brush here, most of your retailers, especially the big ones, are doing okay, it seems like. We're certainly seeing a sort of a boom in the off-price retail area. So last year, I think it was the National Retail Federation that put out some some numbers about the top 25 retailers and how they were growing. And a lot of that had to do with home decor and home improvement. So remember, we all spent a lot of time at home. We realized, hey, there's a lot of things that I don't really like about my space and I need to make those adjustments now that I'm spending more time at home. And that was really what was driving some of the, the retail spending last year. And it seems like this year, people are noticing things are more expensive. And so they're shifting some of their spending um, to different brands that are maybe not the the name brands or going to those off-price retailers that are offering the same kind of things at a lower cost. I've heard stories, and this is just, you know, about a lot of places, your Targets, your Walmarts, having this, this glut of inventory, you know, and a lot of it is because of the kind of the switch in the economy, because of the pandemic supply chain issues, you overordered because you were out of something and then all of a sudden it all comes in. How much of a challenge are these inventory things you hear about and how much of an effect will that have on sales and will that be a benefit to the consumer because they're just going to want to get rid of this stuff and you might get some stuff for a pretty good price? Yeah, it's a big problem uh, when you have inventory that's not moving. And one of the things that ends up happening is that it might be a short-term benefit to the consumer because there might be cuts in prices in order to get the inventory to move. But then what there are going to be uh, sort of later impacts to the consumer. You know, the, that those retailers are not going to be ordering those things as much anymore. And if demand remains constant, then you know th- those things won't be available, or they may end up uh, being charged at a higher price. So, it, it, in the short term, it could benefit consumers. In the long term, it could be problematic for consumers. How much do you think the the negative perception of the economy becomes? And obviously, people know what they know with their checkbook and what's in their accounts and stuff like that. But how much of it do you think becomes a negative feedback loop with what they read, what they see on TV? I'm amazed when you really kind of how much gas prices drive the conversation of where our economy is. And I'm not saying the coverage is right or wrong, but all these things, 
it, it starts becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy. Oh, consumer, this is down. Gas prices are up. The inflation number is this. And I might be doing fine, but you feel like things aren't as good. Is there some of that baked into this? And it's just a human reaction, but the, uh, kind of this negative feedback loop? Absolutely. You, you know, you're talking about two things. One thing that you're talking about is the fact that it's a self-fulfilling prophecy and that media perpetuates that, right? So we were talking about the headlines when we opened uh, the segment talking about how there's this message of consumer confidence being low, but spending being up. So there's almost this message of the economy is still great because spending's up, even though consumer confidence is down. That is also driving a lot of the, the spending. The Fed, the Federal Reserve, is really hoping that we're actually going to cut back on some of our spending. That's why they're in increasing interest rates right now. They want us to slow our spending, sort of to slow demand, so that supply can kind of catch up a little bit, and so that prices can stabilize or start to fall so we're not experiencing um, such high inflation. The Federal Reserve is really trying to push, push a message of for people not to be too worried, but also to slow their spending. Consumer spending accounts for a very large portion of, of GDP, and, and so we're very concerned about consumer spending. We're very concerned about consumer confidence because it influences a lot of things. The other thing that you mentioned is that uh, the prices at the pump sort of influence how much people complain about uh, costs. And there are really three drivers of need to spend on uh, categories. One of them is transportation costs and influenced by fuel costs. The other one is, is food costs. And then the third one is housing costs. And so when those three buckets go up, we're all really concerned. And when one of those buckets starts to wane a little bit, like the gas pump prices, you know, we were seeing over $5 a gallon um, in our area. We were all getting really hit hard by the pump. Now it's creeping down. Um, and so it starts to feel a little bit better. However, remember where we were last year, right? We were in the $3 range and that felt a little bit better. So some of it is relative uh, in the sense that, you know, at least it's not $5 a gallon now. So we're feeling a little bit of relief at the pump, but we're still feeling a lot of pressure on housing prices and definitely at the grocery store. Um, the cost of eggs are soaring, cost of milk is soaring, and it's actually even impacting the way that people are spending at the grocery store. People are not buying as much milk because it's so expensive, and people are shifting from name brand items to store brand items to save a little bit at the grocery store. Assuming that, and this is a big assumption, that we don't get hit with any kind of big shocks to society, how long do you think Till we get back to something of what we had pre-pandemic, or is that not even possible? Are we just a different economy, a different retail system, different supply chains that it's going to be like this one way or another going forward? Oh, I wish I had a crystal ball to be able to answer that question. There's a lot of a lot of things that are going on, not just the supply chain issues that remain and the pandemic issues that remain the challenges with the labor market, but also the war in Ukraine is affecting a lot of things. Now there's also monkeypox that might throw another <laughs> another uh, wrench in, in our, our, our chain. So there's a lot of things that are happening that are influencing the situation in which we live. There's also a lot of things that could happen that maybe are not at even as predictable. We have a lot of you know hurricane seasons coming up. So that's also a potential problem and climate disaster can also throw us for a loop as well. So there's a lot of things that could occur that could affect the economy. 
could could we be optimistic that things are going to slow? I mean, I'm an optimistic person, so um, I, I'm always always uh, hopeful. But I certainly think that it is disproportionately impacting people of lower income. We had a little bit of a buffer because with some of the COVID relief uh, packages from the government, people built a little bit of a nest egg, had a little bit more in savings to sort of buffer them through these past few months of inflation. But that nest egg is going away. And people that are, you know, especially of lower income are more at risk for, you know, taking on the credit card debt in order to just pay for those necessities, not even those discretionary items. And so I think we're going to be feeling the effects of this for a little bit longer. I'm hopeful that uh, the Federal Reserve can can help sort of put a little bit more pressure on on the economy to decrease or stabilize uh, prices in the near future. And that's one of the things with this situation with the Fed is, like you said, the goal of raising the interest rates is actually, it almost seems counterintuitive when you think about it, but like to cool down the economy. And I've also heard economists, and I've talked to some who talk about if unemployment gets to four and a half, that will really help with inflation, you know, because it will release the pressure on wages. And you're kind of like, so we're supposed to root for people to be out of work for prices. This is a really, really tough needle to thread to get inflation under control and not hammer the average person to try to get costs down. No, again, the people who are going to be the most impacted by that unemployment are lower income individuals, people who are on hourly wages you know, restaurant workers, grocery workers, the people that we depend on for sort of our everyday uh, lives. And they're already hurting. And those are going to be the people who are hurting even more if uh, unemployment rises. And what are you just seeing kind of broadly in the retail sector? You know, as we come to the end of summer, it won't be long before we're pivoting to Christmas shopping. Is there an overarching message for how, you know, big stores and, you know, small businesses are doing? Is it two different books for uh, your bigger chain stores and for small businesses? What what are you kind of seeing overall? I do think we have a little bit of bifurcation in the in that sector that, you know, that the big uh, retailers have been able to fare things a little bit better than some of the smaller and medium sized retailers. Something coming up in the next couple of weeks and even starting now is back to school season. So that tends to give a little a spark to some retailers. The National Retail Federation is predicting there to be an increase in back to school spending. I think some of that is going to be driven by inflation and the, the higher costs of goods. And, and some of it is also probably driven by the fact that people are happy to be going back to school and not be at, at home. <laughs> Probably both of those things are going to be influencing some of that spending. As we've already seen last year that the off-price retailers have been doing pretty well, I imagine that they're going to continue to do well. Again, connected with back-to-school shopping, but also just in general, people trying to think about ways to cut some of their discretionary spending. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon. <laughs>